everyone and welcome back to the Kick to the Crotch podcast brought to you by Self-Defence and Wellbeing Society at Canterbury Crossroads University and then hosted on the Society's podcast channel on YouTube. Um, so tonight we're going to be uh, talking about uh, violence in society. Just a general chat about how it's going, whether it's increasing. Has COVID had um, an effect on it, do we think? Um, has the situation in general been um, dealt with really because there's there's some statistics that say um, certain things about violence but then if you take certain parts of it there's something else to be said so we have a general discussion um, I've got Tom back with me so um, obviously Tom used to work the doors as well as myself um, he's also um, an Aikido black belt and a stunt performer for films and TV um, and uh, myself obviously my name's Adam I'm the uh, the president and instructor for the Self-Defence and Wellbeing Society um, and me and Tom have both been um, training for about the same amount of time um, around 20-30 uh, years on and off um, so yeah we've, we've come across different violent things but we'll go a bit more into that as we go. Um, as always the views that we put forward are our own. They are nobody else's. They do not reflect the opinion of the Self-Defence and Wellbeing Society at the university, nor do they reflect the opinions of the, self of the university itself, Canterbury Christchurch University, or Canterbury Christchurch Students' Union. They also don't reflect any of the affiliations or memberships of martial arts or self-defence associations that uh, either myself or Tom have, nor do they reflect any fellowships or higher levels um, or gradings in any martial arts or other bodies that we might have as well. Nor are they the opinions um, of maybe that we had yesterday or that we might have tomorrow. They are opinions right this second. They are open to change. That is what being human is. Um, there may of course be coarse language. I'm sure there probably will be. Um, so there may be swearing, but you could also go on to sensitive material as well, because obviously this is about violence in society. So we could go into some graphic detail in certain things. If you feel you're gonna be offended by anything at all along those lines, um, please do click off now. We don't offend anybody and we don't upset anybody. Okay, so um, Tom, violence in society. What, what, do we have a general thought about it at the moment anyway? Um. I mean, it's obviously, I'd say, again, having covered this a slight bit beforehand on a previous podcast, um, I've actually changed some of my answers from last time. Okay. Because, because that was before a giant pandemic kicked in and uh, <laughs> <laughs> things have yeah. changed since. Um, yeah, I think there is actually, definitely is an issue with violence in society. Um, or there's more, especially more, even more now so, um, media representations of uh, and reportings of and uh, video clips, you know, like real life clips appearing around the world from uh, uh, news, more, more, uh, social media, you know, the whole, especially with things going on over in America as well. Uh, there's lots more of it now than there was, say, even three, four months ago. Um, but yeah, definitely, it's definitely a thing that it's a lot more obvious and yeah, it's just... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not as convinced personally, purely because um, I think there's always been violence in society. Oh yeah, it's um, always been there. I just think it's I more mean, present in people's. I, I think it's more present in people's thought, but I don't think it's necessarily more present in society. Um, it's a bit like if you look at FDR. Uh, FDR, um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, for anyone that's wondering, was one of the presidents um, of the United States. He was president of the United States during World War Two. Most of the country had no idea that he was in a wheelchair, but he was. 
Now, the fact that he was in a wheelchair didn't change, but people's perception did change when they looked back on it. Um, or those that were told about it when they started to have more things about TVs and press conferences. And I think that's what we're seeing now is there's a narrative that the media and certain governments, I think specifically that's run by, I think um, one of the best, best descriptions of him is run by Cinnamon Hitler um, over in America, is that you need to make, try and make certain people in society look violent. I don't actually think, um, one, that they are, or two, that they necessarily are the ones that are being violent. Or three, that there's, that there's any, any real change. Um, even with the, the, you know, those, you know, bloody nutcase white supremacist idiots that we had in London. Um, even with them, I don't necessarily know whether they had increased violence, even though they were clearly going out to try and start a fight. I mean, we've said it before, they were doing this kind of thing with, the, I mean, literally this with the police. Yeah. I, I know that that copper must have wanted to just smack him around the head. But um, I don't know if that's anything new because they're the kind of people that were football hooligans. Now, I will separate out there because I think football fans got lumped in the same as football hooligans when that whole thing happened. And football fans, I'm a football fan. You can be a football fan, even a staunch football fan doesn't mean you're a white supremacist arsehole. They were hooligans that were out on the street. Um, but I think they're hooligans. And the fact that they are hooligans is probably they were causing a load of damage beforehand. And actually, the fact that there's been no um, football matches probably meant there's been less violence this year. So I think it's just there's a great narrative that people want to put out there because the narrative, especially in America, suggests, well, the government is dealing with this properly and we're being we're, we're the ones that aren't we're, we're not mad. We're not the ones that are just throwing our dummies out of the pram. It's all of them. And you're kind of going, well, no, that's, that's not, not true. Really. <laughs> I mean, they've had and the same thing with them. NFL, um, you know, National Football League uh, games were cancelled for the for most part a lot of the time in America, along with basketball games for the NBA. Now, NFL, are, they burn down whole goddamn cities when, they, when their teams lose. So there's less violence there as well. So although that we've seen on cameras, there's violence there. I don't know whether it's increased... I think it's potentially decreased because we haven't had the other catalyst that cause it. We've had a lot of peaceful stuff that's meant a lot of people are around, but I think we've had a lot of actual... Oh, yeah, I'm not saying that the, the amount has like dramatically increased or decreased. Right, okay. It's just people are thinking about it and seeing it more. It seems like, as I previously said, like if you go back 10, 20 years, that uh, like the original versions of like TV shows that have with camera crews following police officers, like, our own town was featured every other week. In fact, one street of our own town was featured every other week on it for you know yeah. people starting fights outside pubs. Yeah, I mean, I take that. However, I will. Uh, then they stopped showing those TV shows, and people are thinking about it. <laughs> I, mean, I will. I will slightly paraphrase Dara O'Brien here. Of um, violence is statistically going down. Ah, yes, but the fear of violence is going up. That doesn't mean anything. The fear of vampires could be at an all-time high, but garlic <laughs> isn't going to do any fucking better for you. It's, it, that's, that's kind of how I look at it. It's I, not the most popular opinion. I don't care what your opinion is on something. I care what the actual stats, the actual things are. If your opinion is about something that doesn't have a factual basis or anything like that, then fine. You know, whether, you know, cats or dogs are best. 
opinion based. That's not really, there's no factual statistics, although I'm sure there's plenty of cat lovers and dog lovers out there that would disagree, but there's no factual basis to either side. So you can't really argue it. It's just, uh, it's just a, a fun thing to talk about, you know, which, which one's prettier when they're a kitten or a puppy. But um, if you talk about actual stats, actual figures, actual things that we can see and then go, oh yeah, but I'm fearful of it. I don't fucking care. I genuinely don't care. I don't care if you're fearful. That's your problem. That isn't a problem that we need to then spend money on or we need to pump unnecessary resource in to make you feel better because you don't bother to listen. Because if you think about it like this, the people that assume and fear for violence are those idiot Karens in America that go, there's a black man over there, I'm going to bring the police. They're the ones that are assuming and fearing that violence is going to happen because someone's walking across. Uh, well, there was one that someone was doing some work on a, on a park, but you're not meant to sit on the park. So it's violence. And, you know, someone used a gym and it was like, well, I'm going to bring 911. It's an assumption of violence that's kind of got out of control. And it's that privilege and white privilege, I think, that's, that's caused it there. So I don't know if I, 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 I just don't care about fear of violence. And that's, I know it's in people's faces more but I think that's a narrative that's been trying to be thrown around. Um, don't be wrong. I agree. Violence is a problem. I'm just not entirely sure whether it's a, as big a problem as... As big a problem as people make out, yeah. Yes. But as I, as I was going to say, like, we used, we used to watch all, like, um, come up with, I think it was just Cops or something was the name of the show that we had. Oh, American. And then, yeah, every other week, that one, that one bit of street outside certain pubs and a certain club that no longer exist. Every other week it was there, but no one really cared about it. Because it was just everyday life. People knew that, that was what it was like after a certain amount, of, after a certain time on a Friday and Saturday. You just didn't go there at yeah. that time if you didn't want to get involved in it. Whereas nowadays, people seem to be more. Yeah, I think the fear factor has gone up, or they're more afraid of it escalating out away from that area as well. Whereas it, I don't, so I don't think it's the violence itself hasn't increased or decreased dramatically in any way, shape, or form. But people thinking about it and being worried about it and just being more focused on it has definitely increased. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I was when I was a teenager, I would have been far more fearful when I was a teenager, but then I was homeless for part of that time when I was 15. So I was running away from drug dealers. So. Um, <laughs> um, who just want to attack people on the street for the fuck of it because they're bored. Um, but, you know, yeah, I would say... I, I have never been fearful of walking anywhere in, in Kent. I don't like a lot of Kent, including the, the town in which we currently both live. Um, but, and I, there's plenty of idiots who want to potentially hurt you. But I don't think I've ever been fearful. Now that's obviously, there's a lot of privilege coming with that. One yeah. white, white male, so I don't really need to worry about the police. Um, or um, anybody else, um, because I also sound the way I do. So I, it's, you know, all right, mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you sound like that and you're white male, it really doesn't fucking matter. They're going to arrest you because you sound like a fucking nutcase. However, if you sound the kind of ASM, ASMR-y kind of way that I do, you know, you're yeah, probably not getting, yes, I am, you know, received uh, pronunciation. You're not really getting so much of a problem. Um, and also because obviously I've trained for so long in um, self-defense martial arts and because I used to be on the street. So somebody acting all kind of hard nut around me makes me laugh more than anything else because I'm thinking that's fantastic, but 
you're not actually dangerous. The people that I met when I was in the streets, they would scare me. Um, so that there's, there's a privilege of previous knowledge and previous stuff on there. So I, you know, that there is of course that when I walked through, but I don't know, I think I was far more fearful when I was younger, um, of anything happening. Um, potentially that's because I watched more normal television when I was younger and I don't really watch TV now. Um, I, I watch Twitch, YouTube, Amazon Prime. So that, that's kind of what I watch now. So I don't, <clears throat> I don't interact with that kind of assumptive media viewing. Um, so I don't know whether that's maybe the, the way, the reason that I don't, um, I don't fear it or I don't think there's that much of a problem anymore. I don't know. But I mean, the stats show um, from, that there was, there was an increase in uh, violent crime from eight, uh, 2018 to 2019, but there was a decrease in the amount of people who were seriously injured. And there was also a, a decrease in overall uh, crime, which is a weird one. So there was less crime overall. There was less people getting seriously injured, but there was slightly more. It was only a few um, percentage, percentage points, but there was slightly more violent crime between 2018 and 2019. I don't know between 19 and 20. I don't think the figures have come out yet, but so it was, it's weird because the, the statistics are telling you two different things. Because if we talk about violence in society, well, how violent was it? Is it, you know, because violent would suggest to me that somebody's getting properly hurt but then they're not getting hurt that badly because those stats have gone down. And what, what is classed as um, an aggravated or violent crime as well? Cause it could just be someone, you know, getting in your face and asking for your wallet. That could be, that could be, well, that is an aggravated offense. Yeah. So that those kind of things, those kind of things where there isn't actually any violence could have made the stats go up. And then actually the, the actual violent crimes have gone down. I don't know. It, you know, reading stats is a an expertise all by itself. One that I, I along with anybody else that has done statistics at university, loathe. And those of you that love them at university, that I don't go and be an accountant or work for um, uh, Pole because fucking hell, um, <laughs> SPSS can do one. Um, so yeah, it's I don't know. It's I just don't see. I don't, I don't see the problem. I, I, don't get me wrong. I think there are lots of problems. And the, the, uh, there are certain problems in towns such as Canterbury. Um, mainly because, and this, this is going to sound the wrong way around, mainly because of the students, but not because of the students, but because of the students are there. Because most of the actual violence I've ever seen in Canterbury is all by the locals trying to start um, stuff with the students. Um, so I don't know. I, it's, I'm very, I'm in two minds on violence. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of the same really, but sort of, I'm kind of on the flip side around. So going back to that, you, when you were younger, you, I was, I, when I was younger, I was actually, I didn't give a shit. <laughs> Again, this is because of the way I brought up and, you know, my name is a judo instructor. So since I, since I was young, I was kind of brought up that my granddad, granddad was a former Navy fireman got in god knows how many street fights and the fact they used to live in singapore um <laughs> where it was a bit more rough and i've heard enough stories of him throwing like throwing darts at people who were trying to mug him and stuff but that's a different story for a different time um but yeah i kind of i i think i got in more fights and stuff when i was 
you know, being an adolescent teenager going through the whole, you know, raging hormones. But I never started the fight, you know, as everyone who's ever had it was always told, don't start a fight, finish. but finish it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I finished more fights than I started, but I got involved in a lot more and I never really had thought about worrying about it. And then as, as I got older, I started thinking, yeah, I put myself in a lot of stupid situations when I was younger because I didn't know better and I didn't think and feel about it. And it was usually, you know, I don't think I started thinking that way until like my first shift as a doorman where someone just within two seconds of getting near me pulled a knife on me. Well, that's always fun. Um... That's always fun. And yeah, <laughs> sorry, because it's, it would be a complete utter tangent, but yeah, it was like, I didn't think about it at the time, but the second you see a blade come out in front of you and you think, oh shit. Uh, and then you have to just, Got a story about a blade coming out. Sorry, um, <laughs> when I was at when I was at university at UKC again. Sorry, um, but when I was at UKC first time round, and um, me and my mates were at a club. Um, I can't remember, basically two girls were trying to hit on me and uh, a mate of mine, and I I was I was wing wing manning basically for my mate, and um, someone jumped into it so I was with the, the girls because I just I wasn't that I'm just, just didn't want to be bothered with any of this but basically somebody had pushed into a queue um in front of my mate's mate and he just went oh come on man you know he was in the queue before you politely and the guy oh, walked off and then um he uh, just before he walked off he shouted at my mate oh, I'm gonna fucking shoot you I'm gonna come back and fucking shoot you yeah and everyone was like, yeah, okay, fine. And then I went over and he came back and pulled a knife on my mate. So our, all of us kind of went the thing of, well, that's two parts. One, <laughs> shit, that's a knife. And two, we're going to be shooting with a fucking knife. What's the matter? So it's, it's that moment where you're trying to react properly. That awkward moment where it is a ballistic knife. <laughs> That awkward moment where it's a ballistic knife. <laughs> yeah, fucking Russian <laughs> accent. Shit. Um, it was that really weird, like, it was just a really weird, like, I, we should be worried. There's a knife there, but at the same time, we want to laugh at you. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, we've had different uh, upbringings as well. And I think um, our size difference is also a reason behind this as well. Because yeah. as most people who are um, younger will probably still have had or had recently, if you're bigger... If people think that you can take care of yourself, you get picked on. If you're not the school bully, I wasn't the school bully. I was a nerd. I used to hang around with people literally talking about the meaning of life when I was 13, 12, 13. And I was, I was a Star Trek fan. science geek. Still <laughs> 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 am. Yeah, I was, I was a Star Trek fan and all this kind of stuff. But I was also six foot two, broad shoulders. Everyone knew that I did martial arts because of where they ran it. Um, and so it was, oh, let's start on, you know, let's start on Adam kind of thing. Um, and then I used to get in trouble because when I finally did lose it, I'd throw people through tables and stuff. Um, I would very rarely do that, but a couple of times I kind of, cause they, we had, um, in one of the, well, one of the two of the classes, I went to kind of very, well, in Kent, they'd be posh, but they, it's normal schools where I went to, um, they were basically all wooden tables. There were no metal legs. They were very old school. So they literally just oh, proper. through the table. <laughs> so um, some very interesting conversations with um, one, my sensei at the time, kind of going, no, 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 that was not, that was not judo. Um, and, with the, and with my head of year kind of going, but it wasn't me. So I kind of, I think maybe I was fearful in terms of that as a kid because 
I wasn't the one ever trying to start fights, but everyone was trying to fight me because it's the big because you're an easy target because you're easy to see. Well, it was the, it's, it's always the short. It's always the, I don't know if it's I think it's always the really short ones where you know angry short man syndrome comes in where they go they have to they have to prove a point and show that they're hard enough. They go for the biggest guy they can find. I literally did that at that at that um, first secondary school I was at. The guy was like three foot. I mean, he was fucking tiny, and he just pissed me off. And all I did was push him. But the problem is, is that I'm taught to go through things. So he went flying. And then I found out his cousin was the school bully. And he just kind of came over to me. Oh, yeah. oh fuck's sake. <laughs> you just got to deal with them. But it's, that, was, that was the problem for me, I think. I was, I was always brought up around that. So violence for me when I was younger. And then when I was 15, being on the streets, not for massively long, but for a short period. That kind of coupled together of like, um, shit this is not the best thing. And, but then obviously um, harsher things happen on the streets and then I turned more towards self-defense than, than traditionalist martial arts. So, you know, although I've still been doing them over the years anyway, because, you know, despite what anyone says, self-defense fucking comes from somewhere. You don't just make it up. There's a tradition. Um, just, just waiting to fucking crowd my down people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Amy Litchenfield did martial arts beforehand. Just deal with it. Um, so, yeah, there's, you know, I, I moved towards that. And so maybe then that shift has meant that I've not been as recognizing of violence since because that's when there was a switch in my mind of going, well, this now, if someone attacks me, I'm just going to smack you against a wall. And just, you know, that's the end of it. Um, so I, I don't know. It's, it's a very different, different way of thinking as well. Um, like yeah, I think. Going back to my thing is like, one, the guy, I was, it was a shift in Brixton, didn't help with the uh, situation. <laughs> Brixton, Brixton uh, during what, what time period during Brixton? When was uh, that? This would have been, I mean, it wasn't like the worst period of Brixton, but it, you know, like, wasn't 80s, 80s Brixton. Um, this would have been, when was the last one I worked at? Almost like 10 years ago. That was, uh, that was just... It was, it was, it was, as it was getting less of the reputation. As, as that so was the area I was in was still kind of... It was one of those clubs where we were issued stab vests the second we got to the premises before we'd even logged in to put anything in the cupboard or anything. But <laughs> yeah, that's, that's always a history. Right? Door, it was like, here's a vest. And it was like, oh, great. This fits <laughs> to about here. And, you know, stab vests. One size fits most. Oh, <laughs> fucking stab vests are... There's some, there's some great ones out there, but they're never given to door staff. No, no, no. You get <laughs> the stock one size fit. I mean, people I was on the door with uh, on that night, the girl who I was with was a former Ken Judo champion, funnily enough. <laughs> Again, back to judo. Um, yeah, so I was like, I had the whole sort of upbringing of just like, yeah, whatever. And again, I was, you know, had everyone to do the whole, I'm going to pick on him. And then me just get to the point of going, oh, fuck it. And just, at one point, I think in school, again, I went to a bit of a chavvy school, so a bit lower end of the uh, thing. But in fact, apart from me and very snobby, my just friends, well. apart from me and maybe 10 of my friends, the entire school was chavs. Mm -hmm. So not the best choice. Where the word comes from. I mean, we, Kent is where the word chav comes from. So Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but I remember there was one point in time where it was all, a group, the entire group of about eight year sevens decided to jump on the, I think it was year 10 at the time, jump on the six foot year 10, <laughs> who was also at the time a prefect. 
And I wasn't given, it wasn't like the whole, oh, I'm a prefect because I'm partial. No, it was just the fact I'd already been in, had people start shit with me and I just got, eh, fuck it, whatever. And they just went, you can handle yourself. Here, be a prefect and stop people fucking around at lunch. Literally <laughs> what they did at my school, they gave, they gave the job of head prefect to that, you know that bully I was talking about earlier? They gave it to him because no one, no one was, was crazy. Yeah. He was just yeah. crazy. So everyone just went, oh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of works. Um, but yeah, so I had like seven or eight of these little year sevens all decided to jump me at the same time. Like I had three of them trying to jump on my back, which somebody said, you know, the first thing I was taught by my nan in judo was hmm, standard shoulder throw. <laughs> so three of them ended up in a pile, then the rest ended up in a pile, and I ended up stood there with my boot on top of them, kind of thing. And at that point, I heard a teacher go, Oi! They all scarped, I got called in, and she was like, You okay? which was the shock to me and I was like yeah I'm fine I might want to ask them because I don't think they knew how to land <laughs> um but yeah so then I got to like the doorway and the second the blade came out is when I was like oh fuck's sake this is kind of like was that oh shit and then kind of just went yeah fuck it it's still on training <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's it, it, well we were discussing so it was that it was, yeah it was that whole yeah just rely back on your training and just think about it because my instructor was you know, at the time was police officer <laughs> who was a former riot officer at one point in time and was ex, um, ex-army. <laughs> so as, he's kind of, as we say all the time, guys, it's muscle memory. You don't remember yeah. to do it. Your body takes over. If it's not taken over, you're in trouble. Run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was just that initial sort of seeing a flash of things. Like, oh, fuck. Uh, and then just, oh, whatever. And then throwing him down a flight of stairs. Um, well, I mean, hey, wait, wait. if we stick within specific guidelines for door staff, you didn't throw him. You let go for your Actually, I didn't touch him. <laughs> I literally didn't touch him. He you went for me. I was, stood, yeah, I was stood in front of the column outside the club. He went for me with the blade as I avoided and head batted the column and then fell down the stairs. So, and, yeah, my wording was off there. And anyone that's wondering out there what Dorstaff are told, we can't help you downstairs when you're drunk and resisting. We're meant to let go. I say we, my, my door supervision uh, ran out in July, my license, but generally door stuff, it's part of the, still part of the training now that, and this, I love the fact that this is the same in the NHS for people who are like 90, that if you are in danger or you are going to be pulled down, you meant, you're meant to let go. Let go. So... If you're resisting against door stuff and they're trying to take you out because you're being a dickhead and they let go of you, that's your own fault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so yeah, I just, first thing I thought was get out the fucking way and I did. He just happened to collide with a bloody great huge 30 foot by six foot column that he didn't realise when I was in, stood directly in front of for a reason. And then collapsed down the stairs as he clearly knocked himself out almost. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and after that I kind of, after like, Several, several shifts. I kind of got back to used to the whole just thinking about, yeah, whatever, just get on with it. So I kind of had, I kind of shifted twice. So it was like, have a good youngster, you know, I'm invincible, can get on, whatever, to that, oh fuck, <laughs> um, yeah. moment. And then kind of just got to the point where I was like, you know, screw it. I mean, there's, there's, there's no point worrying about it at the moment. The more time you spend worrying about it, that's when shit happens. <laughs> And for door stuff as well, and I mean, I, I've, I've always been taught this, and I, I still believe it now. If you get someone on the door that's just going mental, oh, I'll fucking stab you, ah, they're not doing anything. They, yeah. they're, they're drunk. Well, go on then. <laughs> it's, when, it's when the fucker comes up to you and very gently, okay, I'm giving you a warning now. I'm coming back. 
I'm going to fucking kill you. Then leave the fucking profession. They're coming back. Um, <laughs> like it's, I don't worry. Yeah, you don't worry about certain people, but you learn that after a while. I will say when I when I was at school because I know that I've um, I've made little snobby comments for anyone that's um, listening. Yes, I do come from um, middle class posher background. I come from West Sussex. However. When I was younger, when I was about 14, 15, I moved to the West Midlands. I moved to Staffordshire, to Leek in Staffordshire, which is not the same. And that is when I ended up being homeless at a, a point there. So it's not, it was very different. I did not have the, it wasn't the same at all when I was younger. So I, yes, no, I wasn't, I wasn't like these um, random YouTube that just went, oh no, there's, a, there's someone over there that I'm worried about. No, it wasn't like that. There was actually people that, you know, were, were slightly more worrying up in leaking staffs, especially when I found out that one of the people that I knew was on the, uh, a couple of people I knew were on the um, the band list from the Euros that year um, when I was younger because they were they were classed as hooligans and they weren't allowed in the, out the country. I was like, oh fuck, I know them. So yeah, um, I mean, so well, I mean, yeah, it's 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 interesting because obviously our views are both skewed by different reasons. One, the door. Um, I've never had that much of an issue personally but i i i, I, don't, know, I don't know why i'm just lucky um like my, my best insult comes from the door though my best insult which i use as a, as a compliment now which anyone has ever used to me is that i look like um a reject from a 90s boy band thank you very much um that was an insult thrown at me on the doors i'm more than happy yeah. to take that I, i'm gonna take that that's absolutely fine i it's lovely smooth skin i'm good with that um but uh but you know, I've, I've been lucky otherwise, but obviously we had very different um, kind of ways of interpreting when we were younger. I wasn't a prefect. I was an arsehole when I was a kid. I know. Oh, I was. Okay, um, <laughs> but I was, an, I was an arsehole that, that, that did my work. And so it's a bit of a pain for the teachers trying to do anything about me. It's like, oh, well, we've, we've got to send him to do something, but, but he's passed everything and he's not actually causing any trouble. Ah, but I just don't like him. Um, <laughs> so, um, but then, I mean, violence generally in society as well um it's interesting to to kind of come across because i mean this year as well is an interesting one because i genuinely thought by this point we were going to have actual riots not the bullshit that people said has happened but i thought there were going to be genuine dickhead riots of people going ah oh, i don't want to be kept inside i genuinely thought that was going to happen um because i just don't trust people that much um you know, this, well, I loved it for Boris Johnson. <laughs> well, I mean, when Boris Johnson just went, oh, well, we've got, we've got to trust in the British people. Oh, fuck off. They elected you, you cunt. Um, it's, uh, just no. Uh, it's just, <laughs> just, I apologize. I know some people find that word a little bit worse than the rest. I personally don't, but anyway. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I have no faith in people. So I generally thought there'd be, there'd be riots by now of actual riots, but there hasn't been which is a, a surprise to me um i think because i don't have much faith in people in general i i think um i'm very much of the old um machiavellian and uh hobbesian way of thinking um basically at the at the base everyone's an arsehole um but i i think people have just realized that there's too many people that can hit back now personally i think that started to happen a lot more um, it's actually one of the few things, and I, I hurt myself from saying it, but it's one of the few things we can thank MMA and, and UFC for. Um, because yeah. much as I think it, for the dickheads, I think it creates people that do go out and cause a problem. 
they would have been the dickheads anyway. It's just that this time they're trying to learn something before they become dickheads. Um, but at the same time, I think it's stopped other dickheads going, ah, fuck, these people might hit me back. Nah, not doing that. Because how many people do we know, like, especially chav groups, that are um, groups of 10, 20 ki kids. They don't actually want to fight you. If you actually stand there and just go, go fuck, all right. They look at you like you're mad and run off because there's not actually any, there's no real violence there. There's a perception of violence. And I agree. I think the perception of violence is far more of an issue now because there are like little, little chavvy gangs and things like that, especially in like places like Folkestone and stuff. But I find them hilarious more than I do funny. It's sort of more than I do funny. Fucking hell. It's like, I find them more hilarious than I do scary. Um, because nothing will ever happen from it. Um, I do have a think that people should learn martial arts and people should learn how to defend themselves. Um, as I've said before, though, don't assume you're Deadpool the second you do learn something. Um, as I was chatting to Tom before this, I have this year been on and off training for 31 years in martial arts. My first grading, as I said before, was in 1989 to yellow belt in judo. If I can avoid a fight, I will. I'm never going, I would much rather the person think that I'm a complete coward. That's fine. I don't care. You go, no. fine. you go buy yourself a drink, I'm fucking off, than ever get into a fight because I know nothing about anybody else. So if you do learn a martial art or self-defense or anything like that, always bear that in mind. You're not a superhero. You're, yeah, you're not a superhero. Just despite the stuff that you've seen, you know, Cap do in the Avengers films, uh, he's written like that. Uh, <laughs> also, had fucking super serum if you're going by the comic books. So, oh, yeah. um, you're not that. Batman, who supposedly um, was a master of 137 martial arts. Yes, there is a book on becoming Batman, and the, theoretically it's possible, but the amount of stuff that would have to happen to you, the fact that you can even listen to this now, you're too old to have started your training, so don't bother. Um, it's, it's just not going to happen. You're, you're not that person. Martial arts and self-defense will give you a potential advantage. And I say it's a potential advantage because you don't know who the other guy is or the other girl or the other person. You don't know what they're doing or who they are. So it's just meaning that you're not quite as fucked as you would have been before you learned it. That's basically all it is. Anybody that tells you, oh, you learn this, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah this, is the, this one trick stops a fight in five seconds. The amount of fucking times I've seen that on YouTube, right? The all learning self-defense martial arts means is that you are less fucked than when you started training. That's it. That is it. In the 10 to 30 seconds it takes for you to get your head caved in a, in a um, actual street fight, you've grabbed a second or two back to try and figure out, for your brain to figure out what the fuck to do. That's it. Um, you, you are not unbeatable. You are not invincible. You're not Deadpool. Also remembering the fact that Deadpool is fucking immortal. Um, and before you guys come at me in the comics, if there's any comic book nerds, yes, he is immortal. He was, um, he was uh, cursed with um, immortality by Thanos so that he could never meet Mistress Death again. Just for your um, nerds. No, I was about to bring up the whole fact that you know, at one point he was dating Death. <laughs> and that is why, because Thanos wanted um, Death to himself and therefore he, he um, cursed him with life. Sorry, completely off topic, but I thought we'd just get into the Deadpool yeah. thing there. Um, <laughs> so, um, there's also something you'll notice, um, anybody out there, uh, martial artists of a certain level um, nowadays probably did it in the 80s and 90s, and there's a great correlation between sci-fi and comic book nerds of that period and martial artists. It's a great correlation. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I, it's just I. I think you should learn something. I think, I mean, just in oh, general, definitely. it's a great thing to learn something, just for your own discipline, for anything else, for awareness. Because it could just be that it's, there's a great, um, the, the, the traffic light system that a lot of self-defense systems teach. Um, uh, the Self-Defense Federation teach the, uh, the traffic light system, you know, white, uh, yellow, orange, uh, red, or they say amber, you know, and green, all that, uh, you know, what you're doing, you're generally amber because you're kind of paying attention, but you're not. And, and where your awareness is and what you're looking at and how you interact with things, that's good to know, um, just in general, you know, when to cross over the road. Silly little things like that that could potentially help you. Um, but in terms of needing it, I think most people will not need it. Now, I know uh, there are times in your life where you are more likely to get into violent um, uh, altercations. Uh, that's between the ages of 18 and 24 if you're male. I think it's about the same for, for females, but the percentage of likelihood that you're gonna be attacked is higher for men. Um, uh, purely because most men are stupid enough to stand their ground. That's, and I'm sorry, it is stupid. Yep. Don't stand your ground, fucking leave. Um, because the majority of blokes have been brought up. No, 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 I can fucking fight. No, 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 I can do this. Yeah. He called me an, he called me an asshole. I'm going to punch. No, you're not. You're a moron. Walk away. Um, so yeah, I love when that stat comes up for people. Go, oh yeah, but men are more likely to get attacked. Yeah. Cause they're stupider. Um, <laughs> they die a lot quicker than women do because we're stupider. <laughs> you know, but they, they, they stick around for longer. That's, that's, that's what that comes from. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I think, I think we should learn more, but I don't know if violence is necessarily that big of a problem. But then, like we said when we did this before, what about knife crime? You were saying about knives earlier, but what about knife crime? Is that a big issue? Is that something we need to worry about? Um, or the worst one still that's been on the rise is um, that fuck all you can do about it. It's chemical attacks. Yeah. Um, as I said before, I'm... <sighs> I haven't looked at numbers specifically for like knife crime and stuff because I don't have the time to sit and read the statistics to be honest an awful lot of time. Um, and I just, it, it doesn't really, I don't really care about the statistics because it doesn't affect what I do day to day. Mm. So, I mean, for someone like you who's teach, specifically teaching self-defense, you're, you know, it's definitely more in line with what you need to do to look it up because it's a sort of statistic and stuff that you need to know because then it's part of your, your package of what you teach and yeah. things like that. So um, again, I think it's more, it's more of a perceived thing, to be honest, because knives have always been used, well, in fact, sharp pointy metal things have always been used since back in, you know, almost single digit. And before that was flint, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was flint and stones, and yeah, it's like, since almost day one. But um, I don't know, again, because I, I haven't looked up, I don't know if, the numbers have actually gone up dramatically or not mm. um or if again if it's more of a perceived thing or if it's just or even if it's possibly just more people are reporting it i think that does happen a lot i think you know if there's there's a thing if you have more police presence as well in certain areas then yours yeah. will get more things reported because there's more people to report it to exactly yeah it's it's a bit like it's a bit like the whole thing with statistics is like, okay so this is how many people how many incidents have been reported Lies, damn lies. You can only get your statistics from what's been reported. Well, this, or this the is estimates of what hasn't. This is the, the great thing from Donald Trump, isn't it, about COVID 19? Well, we're only getting more reports because we're testing more. 
no shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's the same thing with reports. If you give people the opportunity to report something more, then more reports will come out. So it's... Yeah. It's, it's catch 22. <laughs> yeah, it's the perception that changes because maybe there's been a misuse of the money of the services in certain places because we're trying to appease Daily Mail readers. Really um, you know, those Nazi lovers from the 1930s. Um, oh, and please feel free to try and sue me on that one, Daily Mail, because I'll find an old copy of your paper. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, I think it is perception a lot of the time. I mean, it's always a weird one in, in America because it's become this big thing, especially for um, those on the right in America. So, and I've seen it in like TikToks and stuff as well, where they attack... England for being well you've got some of the worst crime in the world because of knife crime it's always knife crime. I'm like the those numbers, those numbers haven't changed statistically over a few hundred years to be any higher or lower <laughs> London as a capital city London is like fucking 20th in the world which don't get me wrong that's high for a, for a civilized country but it's fucking nothing like it's not exactly South Africa no, I think the worst is Indonesia, which doesn't surprise me at all. Um, you know, it's Indonesia, yeah. then the Philippines. Um, and the Philippines for knife crime, unsurprising when, you know, Filipino yeah, martial arts. Martial arts is... <laughs> um, those of you that want to be training with me in the future when I get my um, Catalan guru, have fun with that. Um, so, so, you know, that's, that's what they train with. So it's not surprising because they have knives there. Uh, we don't. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a great stat, but it's certainly not one that you can throw at us like that. Not when you have, you know, guns being held because you don't want to wear a fucking mask. Um, so, again, it's a perception. The one that does worry me somewhat, and I will say that, again, it's probably perception, but it's definitely gone up, is um, chemical attacks. Because what the fuck do you do with that? At least with a knife attack, I am going to get cut. 90% of the time, I'm getting cut but I should be okay. You know, a cut to back of my arm isn't going to be life-threatening. Um, whereas an acid attack completely destroy your life. Anywhere on your body can kill you, depending yeah. what the acid or base is. <laughs> and even if, even if it's just a light, you know, it's bleach of some kind, it's not, you know, it's not massively dead, but it's in your eyes. You're now blind. Your entire life changes. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, you know, there's that report, I can never remember her name. Um, really nice blonde, oh God, Katie something. She's done a few things on this and she's, she seems like such a nice person. I think she was, a, she was like um, a model beforehand and someone just went, oh, well, I don't want you to be that pretty and just threw acid in her face. Like, what the fucking hell? Like, there is... I, the, the thing that I think with, with chemicals is that it's allowed people who are just had a psychotic break to get something mm -hmm. that no one can stop. Um, because unfortunately, there are those people out there. And that's, that's where the, I think that's where we've got to be fearful is that there are people out there that should probably be caught up in education. Um, and that's why, you know, places like Finland, Netherlands, actually even South Korea, don't tend to have these problems because their education systems are fantastic. Um, you know, that we, they tend to catch them early because they can see yeah. the signs, whereas we have problems. I mean, America, there was a weird case um, uh, in the late, no, early 2000s, where they had one girl who escaped a cabin 
and found some women and they reported it and um, you know, she'd been kept in this cabin. And they found out the whole thing was basically her entire family had been killed because this one guy, when she stepped off the school bus one day, this one guy was in the car behind, saw her and just said to himself, I'm gonna kill her and all of her family. He had no criminal record at all. Didn't even have a parking ticket. Nothing. He reported his taxes on time. He was a good employee. There was nothing, no signs mm -hmm. of mental health. And he just decided, yeah, I'm going to kill all her family and keep her in a cabin and then kill her. So there are people out there that just have psychotic breaks that there's something wrong with. Um, so there is, there's a fear to be had there to a point. But again, with that, we're worrying about something that we cannot control. We can control yeah. certain things. And that's why I think maybe doing martial arts and self-defense is such a good thing because it allows us to have that little bit more control. But certain things like chemical attacks and things like that, what's the point of worrying it about it? I know that sounds insane because it's, it's so oh, unlikely. Yeah. But You're, it's so unlikely to happen. Yeah. But then at the same time, it does happen. Yeah. I mean, it can happen to you. Yeah. It's the, you know, the stats are, are there. You know, you, you play the lottery. You're playing with the same millions and millions to one. But... Do we do we teach people maybe maybe our, our better bet is to make sure that people are better trained in first aid, that people carry yeah. those cooling packs around with them so that it doesn't destroy your entire body or your face when somebody throws acid on you, because there's nothing you can physically do in terms of self-defense to do anything about it. There's nothing. No. Well, we use it as an example um, in the Aikido Club National School. My instructor has, hmm. where we've done, we did the example of uh, okay, so a nine nine-year-old child points a uh, a water pistol at you and squirts you. Is it an assault? And everyone in the class is like, well, no, it's a kid. I mean, okay, same scenario. It's battery acid. Is it an assault? <laughs> you don't know what it is. You just, you, you can't. It's a liquid. It, if, it's just, if it's just a plain liquid, you can't you tell what it is. You can't respond just because your mind will be going, oh, it's a little kid throwing water over us. And I mean, to be perfectly honest, I do, I've done the Great North Run, what, three times? And the amount of times that kids have the water bottles and just throw water over it, which you're actually thankful for because you're fucking hot at that point. Yeah. You're thankful for But you couldn't. But any one of them could be a bottle of bleach or a yeah. bottle of caustic soda, God knows what. Yeah. You can't predict it. You can't, you can't live in that fear because there's just no point. I mean, am I. My brother's um, ex-girlfriend, me and him had a, a discussion with her once. This was when I was probably worried, didn't worry quite as much as I probably should at the time. But me and, me and him had a discussion with her because she was worried about the fact that me and my brother didn't worry about things. And so she was worrying about the fact that other people were not worrying about having to be worried, which is fantastic. Um, but that's kind of how I feel with a lot of things like this, is that the worry, what does the worry do? What good does it do? And if anything, it's slowing down your reaction time. Because if you're worrying about what's just happened, if something's just happened to you and you're, or just happened to somebody else, your reaction time slowed down because you're having to worry about it. That's, that's a stress, you're thinking about it. stress hormone. So, you know, do we then try, do, is it something that maybe in London where we've seen chemical attacks that we should train people better with the first aid, like I say, with the cooling packs? Maybe that's the better way of dealing with it if we're worried about some kind of violence, but then... How prevalent is this going to continue to be? Is it just, there's been a blip in the past 10 years. It's never been, it's been enough to worry people, but it's never been, you know, it's never replaced knife attacks, for instance. You, you know, kids. I think it's, it gets kind of, um, if you think back to the late 80s, early 90s, it's kind of switched places with the whole, I've got a syringe and I've got HIV. Yeah. 
it's kind of switched places. So like it kind of cycles through as to different things at various different times. And then they kind of just cycle back into and out of, you know, out of not their popularity is probably the worst, worst way I can think of phrasing it. But it's the only way I can think of at the moment. Um, yeah, kind of like they just switch places every decade or so. And it's like becomes the new thing or the currently new thing to worry about. Yeah, there's always something. There's always you know something. you go back to like the IR, you know bombings and the IRA and whole things like that. People worried about getting blown up or you know again acid attacks was one of the things that was yeah, yeah. prevalent then and stuff. And it's like you no, know, but then at the same time I think it was a ritual. The American comedian on um, QI had a brilliant or he did in part of his sketch on one of his shows was how it's one of the things that the British people do quite well is and it was after the whole bus explosions on the subway attacks got in the 90s and he was like we have a whole thing with like, oh, like a day it's like oh my god so much chaos and then the next morning we're stood outside waiting for a bus going it's late <laughs> <laughs> which is true it's like everyone goes oh no a bus and they start thinking oh people are gonna blow up a bus or blow up my tube there's still fucking hundreds of people on the waiting for the damn thing to be there yeah <laughs> yeah oh god yeah yeah i mean it's is that one um i mean adam uh adam hill uh, Adam Hills uh, on um, Last Leg when they had the um, the attacks in London and yeah. um, he was just like are you fucking crazy like of do you really think that these attacks are going to do anything to London so the only thing that the only thing that you're ever going to do is when if you think that these attacks will ever separate London you know nothing of the country you're attacking the only thing that's going to um, get to London as big time is inclement weather <laughs> it's like yeah, fair enough. Um, and you know, this is coming from from you know, that's coming from an American and Australian who just kind of went, yeah, they don't fucking care. Like it's it's that. I mean, it's that Manchester thing as well. And that, that was quite. I mean, it was quite nice when you know those attacks were happening. That's when we were, I think, probably more united as a country. When we just kind of went, fuck you. Just no, you know, that was communities that wouldn't necessarily talk to each other came together during those times as well. So yeah. I mean, I remember I was on a national peace and security committee when the 7-7 bombings happened. Um, and I thought I was going to get called in, but they didn't want to call any of us in because it was in London. That's when I was far more kind of um, politics based. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, I, I remember it. I was, expecting, I was expecting probably to be in London around that time. So, but I was in London next weekend. It's, it's just one of those things. And I know most people out there do not remember the 7 You probably weren't born when 7-7 bombings happened. Yeah. Um, that's making me feel off. <laughs> It's like the other one, the um, when they had the whole around with knives and swords. I was walking down one of those streets the day before and the day after it happened. <laughs> 2004, 2004, they, you know, most people watching this will have been alive. There have been about two, but they won't remember it. Um, so yeah, it's like, I think I walked down when they had the whole the whole narwhal issue, mm. um, when they were like running around with machetes, knives, and swords and stuff. I walked down one of those streets in London like that morning <laughs> and the day before and the day after because I had. Um, like a couple of auditions and stuff that I was going up for and some other work-related stuff that I was hoping to get and then all that kicked off and I was like that street looks from I was watching the news and I was like that looks really familiar and then like clicked while I was sat there in the bloody B&B and I went oh shit <laughs> that was where I went this morning I've, I've always been like a, two hours before it all kicked off I've always been a component of the fact that well, I know it's a bit airy-fairy but I, I've always said if you just people that have trained in anything people that are actually actually confident not fucking you know dealman in america who make shit up i mean people that are actually confident they actually do know what they're doing i think 
you give off a, a just a feeling to certain people of just yeah we're not gonna bother because it's you know you have more confidence in the way you move as well it's yeah. like you can tell when someone like, especially if you've been training yourself you can yeah. tell someone's trained generally by the way they walk and the way they move it's nice. so like when you first turned up at dover i was like he's done something and let christoph deal with you <laughs> <laughs> anyone wondering christoph's um, another instructor done in dover yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so the second you came in and stepped on the mat i was like he's done something before and i'll just go back to doing what i was doing but yeah it's just the way you the whole the way you move and so you, you kind of give off it's more of a confidence thing as well as why martial arts is great for confidence building is because you carry yourself differently yeah i mean like you don't you, you you give off less of the i'm a victim look yeah i mean I've, we've got to be careful with that because there is still you know that's yeah it's it's a whole you know that's not a blame association that tom is saying there it's just it's what other people yeah. see it's what other yeah. people see not what you know yeah um, but yeah, just to, by the way, to point out to anyone wondering there, I didn't go along to, to take the piss or to mess about in Dover. It's just no. when I go and train in another martial art or self-defense or whatever at another dojo or another gym, I don't like to state that I've done anything in the past because nine times out, you will be treated differently. Um, and if people don't know what they're doing and they don't notice anything about you, I don't go back. Um, you know, whereas you'll interact with people if they kind of go, well, you know, okay. Well. I'm the same. If I turn up somewhere, I don't, I might mention it to main instructor. I've got a background. Where I've done yeah. a bit no. of training in something because the fact, the way I fall over is a bloody obvious way. So he's definitely been taught. <laughs> well, my giveaway, if anyone throws me is I hit the ground. And I know you don't like that, but however, the way I hit the ground, which is break falling, making the noise, because it's what judo teaches um, generally yeah. The big fucking giveaway. Not only that I've done something before, but the martial art, at least one yeah. of the martial arts that I've done before. Um, my favourite one was being told, well, you wouldn't do that in concrete, would you? Yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, you would. I would teach people not to do it because <laughs> word rush. <laughs> but no, that's, right. so, but yeah, that's a different no, topic. If you, if you do, <laughs> I've always said, like, so if you do it, if you, if you smack your hand down and stop, then you're gonna. Oh, hurt. that's when it hurts. <laughs> I don't. So I, I, I don't think you're gonna hurt yourself if you did it. But that, you know. oh, so I think it's especially when it's like more the like the action and sort of like um, stage screen combat side of things. I don't teach it for that because you have the potential on like their stage of being sliding on a wooden floor. You just so yeah. yeah. Anyone that's seen splinters me, through your hands or oh, whatever. Yeah. Anyone that saw when me and Tom when we were when we were showing the different ways of doing it. Um, in one of our in one of one of the classes you would have noticed that i slid a little because it's just just yeah. he slid a little i just landed on the floor <laughs> from, i can't do the more kind of thingy like that but i don't like to do it anymore especially considering i have a fucked up finger and i've been told that if i break fall on that again theoretically it could just do that and go back into my hand again so yeah, that's, that's why i don't teach you to use your hand <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I, there is, there's definitely, um, there's definitely something I think you give off that just suggests to people that's not, and that, that goes back to earlier that I've never had since that switch when I was younger, I've never felt, um, in that much danger. And again, maybe that is simply due to the fact that not only have I not felt the need for it, but anybody that would have caused trouble has just gone, may not be worth it. 
because you know my confidence added to my size they're probably going well yeah um and so maybe you know i'm just i'm just oblivious to it um you know and obviously there's the issue here as well is that i am in a position that i would be the least likely weirdly i would be potentially more likely to see certain things but potentially less likely to see certain things as well because because of teaching self-defense and things like that i'm going to see certain things and obviously going out on socials with people anyone that's seeing this but there's a new student to the university please do come along and see self-defense and well-being society we do go out for drinks um but you know we'll interact with people however i'm also in a nice house i am moving over to canterbury i'm in a very nice flat in a very nice area within um canterbury you know i can afford somewhere where i have a, a, a bedroom and a and an office it's in a nice area i don't really need to worry about that so i'm not going to interact with that so i do have that issue that i'm not going to necessarily see it and that, that that is a problem that is where perception happens as well you know and i'm also unlikely to fear for certain things because one i'm not for instance i'm not female and i know there's plenty of um girls out there that you know, well, for instance, I think I've talked about this before. One of um, students from a couple of years ago, within like four weeks, five weeks of being at university and coming to self-defense, her mate got attacked in chemistry. Um, and she defended herself. She then basically shouted at him until he grabbed her. And I love this story because he grabbed, bear in mind, she'd only done a few weeks, so she didn't know anything. But he grabbed her in almost the exact way that we had just been training. So she just put him on the floor. <laughs> But the fact that that like a few weeks that happened to her, and that's not happened to me in chemistry. I've had people be dickheads, but I've never one felt fearful or two, it's never happened that fast. So obviously it, that's going to be more of a worry. You know, we're two white middle-class men talking about it. It's there's a, there's a, obviously a perception, perception filter. Um, and I, I couldn't get at the notice that I needed. I couldn't get anybody else that may have seen other things on. That's the only reason. Um, but you know, it's, it is kind of, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, th I, I just don't see it. And I, 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 I kind of wish I did see the violence because I could kind of go, oh, okay, right. So this is how we deal with this, but I don't see it that much. The one thing I would say is weirdly, I think there is not as much violence. However, what people think is violent really fucking isn't violence what people think is going to happen is a punch up and that's it or they think maybe someone's going to go, oh yeah no there's a knife and that's it most people haven't seen knife attacks most people haven't seen real fights on the street they don't work like the movies they don't work like jason bourne they don't work like any of that shit if someone's got a knife in the street you are getting stabbed or cut i don't give a fuck who you are you are if you're very very lucky you may not if you're very lucky but generally you're going to get cut in some way and the main thing for you is to make sure it's not a cut that's going to do you long-term damage um because uh, i always love the one as well and I've, I've heard this from a few people um is that you've got to worry about is that oh well most people aren't trained with knives yeah that's the fucking problem yeah exactly much rather be up against someone who's actually trained with a knife because i might be able to figure out the pattern and the way that they've been trained to avoid them. Someone that doesn't, you know, 
it's very easy to slash across and stab someone in the neck at speed without you really noticing what they've done than it is for anything else. Because all they're doing is flailing and you can't yeah. read flailing patterns. You've got to do yeah. This idea of, oh, well, I'm going to block it. Great. Yeah, the way you're going to block it is by getting your arm ripped to shreds. Or having it put somewhere safe in your chest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, oh, that, that fucking idiot on YouTube that tells you to turn into the knife effectively. Oh, gosh. Um, I, can't, I can't believe that, is, that video is still up. <laughs> or the other one that tells you to take the mercy cut by grabbing the, the blade, a fucking moron. Both of them call themselves experts in self This is something else. Some people will. There are some legitimate people who call themselves experts who you could suggest are. I would say the vast majority of people who are experts will not call themselves experts. They just won't. No. Because there's always somewhere to go. There's always the next level up. So, yeah. Um, it's always somebody else that calls them the expert. And very rarely them. Um, but, yeah, there's the stupid shit like that. But most people have never seen a real fight. They don't see, you know, someone's head being bounced off of the, the concrete and their nose being destroyed, teeth gone. You know, them being grabbed. People don't see that. They see what they want to see. So it's a weird situation that I think... I don't think violence is as prevalent as society thinks it is, but I do think it's probably a lot fucking harsher. Mm. It's, yeah. you know, the amount of times I have to say to people, um, no, you haven't got time to do this. A, a, a street fight is 10 to 30 seconds. You know, one punch can do it. It's that. It's, you know, well, we, we saw it with that, that dickhead on the underground. Yeah. You know, that, that complete, if anyone's seen it, it's a complete arsehole that's just been a white supremacist dickhead. That it, does, it just looked like a push to me rather than anything else. It's so quick. He gets one, he gets um, hands laid on him once and he is gone. He's literally unconscious before he's got 45 degrees away from being off balance. <laughs> yeah, his body is he unconscious about here and then drops. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and that was, that was a very, and to be perfectly honest, I think given the fact that he was such an abhorrent asshole that they let him off fucking lightly. I'm not of course suggesting that they should have done anything worse. I just mean certain people may have done worse to him. Oh, yeah. Lucky okay. the people he yeah. was calling such abhorrent names were actually really nice lads by the looks of it. Yeah, um, I think they're like 16, 17 year olds and it's like he's there in his clearly first they were on their way to the fucking pharmacist, for God's sake. Yeah. It's like he's you know, a guy in his late 30s to mid 40s yeah. picking on a bunch of 16, 17 year olds. And it's, yeah, but yeah, just, yeah, he gets hit once. It's I literally, so you, don't, you barely see it on camera it's, on the video. And he just, it's like, yeah. And, and, but that, that's the reality that that's how quick these things can happen. And if you think about the fact that well, that wasn't being on the floor was less than a second. Yeah. And that wasn't violent. That was not <laughs> violent. That was, that was a quick, restraint. that was, that was a self-defense. That was a quick self-defense thing. Um, because I'm sorry, guys, anyone that's taught you that self-defense has to be after the, um, being attacked. It's not true. Right. It can be preemptive if you're in danger, which they clearly were. Um, but uh, that was not violent. They were not trying to be violent anyway. They were merely trying to stop this moron coming after them and yet that's how quick that was so imagine now a violent attack someone that actually wants to do damage 
Because if they if they were violent people that he'd picked on, he'd been fucking dead. You know, it's as simple as that. But I think we we have, you know, there's there's always that um that kind of jokey uh um voice that you can uh, dub into TikToks and stuff of like uh you know too many of you got too comfortable of saying stuff on uh, social media and not being yeah. hit in the head and it shows, and you kind of go yeah. Because at some point you're you're going to say it, and then there's going to be someone who really doesn't give a shit about you, and you say it to them. It's um you know, as I said before, I don't think people are very nice, and all you got to do is pick on the one that doesn't feel particularly nice that day. Um, so yeah, it's it's a weird situation because I'm I, I think I'm back to. I'm back to front and counterintuitive, which I usually am on these things, um, to what most people think. I don't think there's much violence, but I do think the violence that is there is far worse than people imagine it to be. If anyone's ever seen the, any of the videos um, that I've put up about um, knife crime, if, when I have put them up, I have put warnings, because if you can handle that kind, of, that kind of viewing, if you feel you can handle it, just put it into YouTube, real knife attacks. I would advise um, you not to if you feel that you might be able to at all because they are very violent. But go and have a look and then then think about the fact that you're you're thinking certain things about how how safe you are when you try and do things at night. There's a very good one from the nineties that I usually share to people is but there's one we've done by the reconstruction and actual no CCTV and interviews from um very early 90s, but it was a BBC and police production where they had interviews with people who were involved in the family members. And it shows two guys just walking away from having a nice night on the pub, in the pub. And then just one guy who clearly was out to start shit and just went in there. And yeah, he stabbed one of the guys once and stabbed one of the, guy, the other guys about six or seven times. The guy who got stabbed repeatedly lived. The guy who got stabbed once dead on the floor, bleeding out in a car park. It's, it's a very good and very, I think it's a very informative video because it shows it actually happening. It, and it's not all this like Hollywood, ah, I'm going to come in and sort of these nice flowery yeah. stabs and all, he says going through literally all of <laughs> I was literally, I was, that was, <laughs> I was thinking of it with a, with a stick, but I was thinking the same things of shattering bones. Yeah. Same motion, yeah. Yeah, same motions, sword blades, everything. Um, yeah, no, the guy literally had it in his hand, like a screwdriver. I can't think it might have been a screwdriver that he shaved, um, shanked him with. But yeah, he just, just, just looks like a punch. Yeah. He goes in, punches the guy, like stab, punches the guy in the back, and then goes off to the other guy and just repeatedly punches the guy. It's not all this nice, flowery, sort of three seconds of movement of someone coming in. It's in and out, done. And that's the thing, it's, you know, like I said, actually the people that are trained, probably better off with because at least there's a pattern you can probably follow or yeah. if like myself you've done systems that have that kind of thing in it you may even know the system so you know where to do something someone randomly flailing or punch punching with um, a puncturing weapon oh fucking no i can't predict that i'm not fucking taskmaster sorry we're going back to comics there but i can't just i can't do it you know um it's it's yeah i mean the statistic is so the average length of um, a blade that's found on um, the, uh, people that, that undergo attacks in the UK is eight inches. It's a general kitchen knife, six to eight inches. The, um, 
the length to reach to the base of the heart is four inches. So theoretically, every stabbing wound, if done with power in the UK, can be a killing blow. In fact, to reach, to reach vital organs is two to three inches. Well, so I'm thinking specifically of the heart because it's the one thing you can't do anything about. At least, oh, with, yeah. at least with other organs generally. Other organs, yeah. Heart, you're fucked. Um, two to three to get enough of an impact in just the torso in general can be a killing block. Well, I mean, the, uh, the three... But most blades are well over, <laughs> well over the length of can hit the impact needed to kill. Yeah. Rib cages are three inches, um, and that's that's going to be an issue if you hit the rib cage because then you're splintering off. So it's very simple these kind of things with knives. So yeah. be careful. And you always see whenever I, we do things with knives when I when I do teach um, that. Obviously, I don't use um, live knives. I do use um, metal ones. Just don't use live ones. They can't be sharpened. Um, but I do use metal because I think you should have a little bruise and feel that it's some reality um but you'll notice that uh, some of the uh, plastic ones do enough of damage i reckon no, the plastic ones are worse because they shut they they sharpen um but yeah so i always oh, I'm just i mean just for... yeah i always say that we're stress testing and actually the stress testing with with knives is you're pushed up against a wall somebody's repeatedly stabbing you get out of it because there isn't a move to get out of it there's a use adrenaline get the fuck out of it because instead of going oh fuck you might go, fuck you. And yeah, you could be stabbed once and that may actually kill you, but it's better than just never training for it at all when getting stabbed 52 times. So, um, you know, but I, I, and I do teach certain things at certain points of how to deal with knives, but they are very specific. And I will say that this is what happens yeah. if somebody does this. If you're being attacked by someone that's just flailing a knife, get the fuck out of there. If you can't get out of there, get something that's longer and smack them around the head with it. You know, that's- okay, goes back, This goes back to my usual response of throw a table at them. <laughs> I like to keep hold of it just in case you miss. So a pull cue for me. Um, unless they've got oh, a fucking katana, then I might have a bit of an issue. But <laughs> generally get out of there if you can't find something longer that you can hit them with. Um, but. You know, those are, those are very simple and very simplistic responses. But the problem is, is with things like knives. Don't fuck about. Yeah, there's no, there's no complexity. Not worth it. <laughs> trying to do complexity just, it just fucks you up. You end up fucked. You, end, you know, it's not worth it. You know, hit them with something or get out of the way. That's it. That's pretty much, you know, if, if there's a baseline for, for anything on knife defense, it's run away or hit them with something bigger. That's the base of it, basically. <laughs> so, goes back, it's my, um, go back to the old comic book, the Fuda Bakudo, the way of the exploding pen or brush, as it originally would be. Uh, the secret to their stick fighting uh, method in that is a complete comic mistake of most martial arts. The secret trick to the dueling with sticks have a bigger stick than the other guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Um, it's. Or have a quicker weapon than they've got. <laughs> yeah, if you have, if you have a faster draw, you know. I, I tend to think the the um, the um, Indiana Jones way of dealing with it is is brilliant. Um, you know. Oh, they've got a knife. That, that a was actually a complete. Um, was never scripted. No, he needed the loo, didn't he? He was he was ill. He had um, he got um, oh, what the hell was it called? What the uh, begins with D's the Oregon Trail. What was it? Um, oh, 
Yeah, and I he had the um, it was dodgy. He had some water, some like local water, and it gave him a dodgy stomach. Ding, dingue fever, is it? Um, I can't remember what it's called now. Yeah, yeah no, I knew he had some like, kind of like dysentery symptoms, like dysentery kind of symptoms, and yeah. he couldn't do the fight, even though I think it was Vic Armstrong, his stunt double was there and was like, I can just jump in and do it. And he turned around to the guy, and can't shoot him, I've got a gun on me. <laughs> yeah, and they just went, you know, what? go for it, see how he looks. <laughs> I mean, it fitted the character perfectly, perfectly. That was the it was completely ad libbed in on the day they filmed it, it was never scheduled to be. They had an entire fight scene set out and rehearsed. I mean, to be fair, do it on the day. For that character, it made perfect sense. He was going to be a fucking professor of yeah. archaeology. And yeah. even if you call him a Tomb Raider or whatever, it doesn't mean he can suddenly fight. No, if you look at any of the fights, he's he does, they're all very John Wayne, wild, yeah. swinging. He's not a trained fighter as a, as a, as a character. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Although, of course, as you know, those you have to make them look like that. Otherwise, the camera because, can't see behind. Yeah, because the camera and the lines. And, yeah, and, and if it was done as a real fight, you would never see it happen. No. <laughs> Yes, anyone that, anyone that wonders why, why when I punch, I punch literally straight down, it's because this is fucking easy to see. Telegraph um, <laughs> coming in. Yeah. If I want to hit you, it's going to be quick, straight down the line, I'm going to break your nose, then it's just easier. Um, telegraphing and doing that shit, no. Um, but yeah, so that is the easiest way of doing it. It's just having something that beats the, you know, yeah. rock beats scissors. It's that. It's just... <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know what you think on that. Whether you you think that you know maybe violence is worse than people see it, but I, I don't know. I, I just I don't think when people come. To I, me, I think I agree. Yeah, again, as we've said before, it's like you know, go back twenty odd years ago, people used to get in a punch about some of the pub, but they, you know, after a few blows, it'd be kind of like, oh, yeah, fine. We get to the, in fact, there's a brilliant comedy clip. I can't I think it might have been College Humor or someone. It's like an animated like Street Fighter style beat em up game of an average pub fight of two guys and they get ripping the shirts off and that. And then gets one gets into a headlock and goes, Are you cool? Are you cool? Are you cool? I'll let you go if you're cool. But that doesn't happen anymore. It's just people just try and pummel the shit out of each other. Yeah. Well and that's where we get to the other side of where I see certain MMA things now, where people just wanna, you know. I mean I love it when people try and do um MMA style takedowns and or or fucking WWE <laughs> stuff and just knock themselves out. So yes, if my head hits concrete at speed. Hmm. Um, I love when people do this, like try and do the takedowns. It's like, oh, you're going to bring your head down towards my knee. <laughs> I did that with um, someone that. So, so if anyone comes across Luke, hi Luke, if you're watching, um, that he used to be part of the Self-Defense and Wellbeing Society. Um, he came in to do that attack with me when we were just doing practicing, and then afterwards thanked me for not kneeing him in in the face because he said he saw my knee start to come up and then I lowered it again. <laughs> my instant response is just gonna knee you in the face um so, yeah, you're bringing it down with gravity i'm lifting at the same time they're gonna make knock yourself out that's fine that's just good yeah. um but yeah I, 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 or you just grab hold of them and bring them down quicker i mean in certain parts i think when you go up to like yorkshire lancashire i think if you ever bust up up there it's still very much old school of like oh we both had a few hits oh you've got bloody nose well you lose son it's your point. It's your, you know, it's your round. Whereas down here, I think a lot more, um, and in the Midlands, it's pushed in a bit, a bit more. Then it's just like now, I just want to fucking hurt you, yeah. and it's, it's far more violent. But then it's been violent. I mean, it's far, far more violent across the world for years. I mean, Indonesia, yeah. the Philippines, um, Honduras, Mexico, you, um, Brazil, 
they don't fucking care. And, you know, these are poverty-stricken places, and there's a reason they don't care. And to be perfectly honest, if you're in that situation, you don't know what you would be like. If they've got nothing to lose, then you aren't a problem to them. Um, yeah. And that, that's, that's the way you go. Parts Caribbean, people are easier to search when they're dead. <laughs> they don't bother asking you for your money. They'll kill you, then take it. Yeah. It's a lot easier for them to deal they with. They don't care. So I, always, I, got, I once got told um, an interesting one in Brazil about, well, a friend of mine that was from Brazil. Um, he was doing um, his master's at the same time as I was. And he said, almost everyone that tries to mug you in Brazil, because you've got a very high chance of being mugged in Brazil, um, almost everyone that tries to mug you or that does mug you has got a gun. But most of them don't have any bullets. But it's going to be your luck that you'll pick the fucker that does. Because they basically, their bullets are so expensive. The guns cost fuck all, but the bullets are so expensive that most people with the mug don't can't have, afford it. So they don't have any bullets, but they have a gun. And it's better to just assume, because they don't care. If you try and fight back, okay, well, that suggests that you've got money. Cool, I'll use that, that, um, that bullet to shoot you, and then I'll buy another one. It's, you know, it's these kind of areas you've got to worry about. If, if people are just going out to just hurt you um it's it's that kind of thing about the joker you know some people just want to watch the world burn um don't be the one in the way so i think like i say i don't think societal violence is actually that bad in terms of its amount of it happening again as i've said myself and tom are in relatively privileged um areas and background so we our views are skewed even though we both teach people we likely probably teach people more that are from the similar background. Although I have taught people from all different backgrounds, as has Tom, but yep. there's a skewing of who you come across. Um, so there are going to be obviously changes with these violence anywhere and everywhere. Um, but violence is far more dangerous than you believe it is. Vast majority of people watching this will see violence as being, you know, Jason Bourne. They'll see it as being oh, fucking Jason Bourne. I'm, I'm sorry, Scott, again, if there's any chance you're actually watching this, because I know you did the, fi the film. <laughs> However, I also saw your response to the film and you said it didn't make any fucking sense either. So, <laughs> on your fight scene. So, um, anyone that's watching this for the first time, Tom knows people that have worked with a guy called Scott Adkins, who's in a lot of films. He was Yuri Boyka. Um, and uh, yeah, the most complete fighter. Was in the uh, film. <laughs> yeah, he's done a lot of he's done a lot of um, uh, films like that, and it's just it's just funny. There's always the possibility that someone's going to watch watch. That wasn't one of the Expendables films as a bad guy. Now at one point, yeah, he was. He was in the third one. Yeah, he was in Expendables. Yeah, I mean, he was a bad guy. And the the one that I first recognised him as a kind of background character was um, in the Marvel films in uh, Doctor Strange. Oh. <laughs> he's yeah. one of the he's one of the bad guys um that i he's the he's the one that's attacking dr strange in the astral form that's scott adkins ah. yeah that one the thing i saw him in and clocked him after knowing who he was was um oh what's it i think it was born uh, yeah. and that's the one where he's done the he's, guy being taken down and then i think i spotted him in event uh, expendables <laughs> and was like Hmm, that looks like it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, people, I think, have that in their head. They come along to self-defense or to martial arts thinking, I'm going to be the next Jason Bourne. I'm going to be the next Conor McGregor. I'm going to be this. And you kind of go, that's, that's a wonderful little fantasy that you have. 
Um, but the fact that you can talk in long sentences already suggests you're never going to get to that level. Um, and I'm sorry, that sounds really harsh to people out there, but anybody that could... Firstly, Jason Bourne isn't a real fucking person. Secondly, anybody that... Yeah, from that's, the book. <laughs> yeah, and also anybody that is to that standard, is anywhere near that, has been training for longer than you realise. Um, the only reason that me and Tom can instruct... <laughs> yeah, oh God, yeah. You know, <laughs> the only reason that me and Tom can instruct you guys is because we fucked up way more than you've ever, ever tried. Believers, every time you try and you go, oh, well, I should just know it. We did that shit way more times than you. It's just that our senseis were not as nice to us and just made us fucking do it again. Um, again and again. And yeah, well, yeah. Again. <laughs> uh, it's, it's get thrown around. Just deal with it. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's the reality is, um, you know, we, we've done this way, way more times than you've ever tried. Um, and... You know, like I said, I've been training on and off for now 31 years. So if you're now starting your martial arts journey now and you're 18 coming to university, you're starting self-defense and martial arts now, you would have to be nearly 50 before you've done it as long as I have and have fucked up as much as I have at this point. So do not assume you're going to turn up and just be Jason Bourne day one. It ain't going to fucking happen. Um, it's just not. Um, and that's, don't get wrong, some people are naturally gifted at this stuff, but even then, yeah. it's not going to happen. <laughs> so there's, natural, there's naturally gifted. I mean, my hand-eye coordination, because I'm an ex-county darts and snooker player, which that may not make sense to a lot of people out there, but that's hand-eye coordination. That's just general hand-eye coordination at a higher level than most people can do. So my general hand-eye coordination and my peripheral vision to deal with people at split-second responses is slightly higher than a lot of people. And that is a natural ability that I have that does allow me to learn certain things quicker because I can respond quicker than maybe even the person teaching me. But my response isn't necessarily equating to their knowledge of what they can just do half a second later. So, yeah, there is there is an innate ability, but even innate ability only goes so far. Um, Still has to be drawn in. Yeah, it's, you've still got to get the muscle memory. You don't turn up and become, you know, you, you don't become Jason Bourne, Bruce Lee, anybody overnight. Although at least Bruce Lee was a real person. Um, you know, you're not going to yeah, do it. dedicated how many years in various disciplines? Well, yeah, I mean, because dance and martial arts are the same. Such an instructor for crying out loud. <laughs> they were the same thing for a long time in, in, in Hong Kong. You know, all martial artists did dance. That's just what you did. Jet Li is like a, a, a dancer as well, and Jet Li's a. a, a well, he was he was um, champion, champion at age sixteen as well, which helped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's yeah. something of a dance, pretty much as a monk. No yeah. one. They're, they're they're inbuilt into you. They're very much inbuilt into you. My responses are inbuilt into me at this point because I was four. So it's it's just what happens over time. So yeah, you you're not going to be that person, and if that's the way you're viewing what a fight is going to be, you're going to have a surprise. And I think this is to people out there that, to the, the slightly kind of, I'm slightly hard type people. Get the fuck over yourself. You're not. You may have come from a village where you were the big hard nut when you were 17 because you were slightly scary to the 90 year old in the corner. You are nothing in a group of several thousand people in a bigger city. No one gives a shit that you wore a hoodie and you were edgy for the first 17, 18 years of your life. No one gives a fuck. 
okay, if the fight's going to happen, don't assume that you're going to suddenly whip a jacket off, grab someone's knife, pull into the ground. It ain't going to fucking happen. The amount of hours put behind simply the choreography before the fight actually fully took Months. part, it's just not worth it. Yeah, your average, see, average scene in a Hollywood production for fight has had months of training and rehearsal. Yeah, I mean, look at look at just for one scene. Yeah, you look at someone who the generally there are there are exceptions to that where it goes down to like a couple of days, but even then, they would have preferred to have months. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only the only and and you can tell when they when they spent the time. I'm thinking specifically of the of the person who the fights look real. The likelihood they're still alive is very unlikely, but the fight action still too drawn out. But there's actually some, it, the, 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 it works, is John Wick because it's Keanu Reeves. And Keanu Reeves spent like a year just learning how to break fall. So, and most of the well, people... By, by the time he did John Wick, he had already spent, um, I think after The Matrix, he went and learned Kung Fu. Yep. And, ah, you know, but... and something else. And then he then went and spent an awful, like, months, like six months or something, training at a firearms gun range to yep. learn how to actually shoot before they started filming. Yeah. And he also, you know, he learned other things for like a man of Tai Chi. The, the, the funny, he went back and relearned stuff for that. Well, the funny thing I find about that is that when he did um, John Wick, the first film, because the two directors, although... Well, and he had flu when they filmed one of the fight scenes for that. It's, it's weird, <laughs> the two directors, for some reason, Hollywood doesn't like the fact there's two directors and so only credits one of them. But they were the stuntmen off of The Matrix and they specifically didn't let him use any of the martial arts from the Matrix, and mm -hmm. so they made him now then learn jujitsu, gun jitsu. You know, there's a bit of aikido in there, and yeah, uh, there was some hakido I think at some point as well. So they basically made him just relearn all of that, and so he just went off to a dojo with some of the best martial artists in the goddamn world, and just and there was something. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen some of the some of the um, the martial artists literally have gone onto camera, and these are martial artists that you they're not saying it for the camera because they've had people turn up and they just don't care. These are martial artists that don't need anyone's approval. have literally just said to camera, if we were to grade him today, he'd be halfway through his, his, his general ranking already because he's, he trains harder per day than any of their students. So, and I that's what you get. Is it, I think Comic is behind the scenes of number one, or Jomic one or two, hmm. but you see him in a judo gi and he actually has, I think it's a brown belt or a blue belt. He's actually wearing one because he had actually went out and trained and graded. They, they may have just ranked, actually in it as a. It's potentially potentially. Rank. I think they may have ranked him and just not told him that because yeah, because yeah. he seems it's like one of those. Oh, by the way, have this. <laughs> he seems like what, every time I've seen any interview, any any mention anything about him, every time he talks about um, martial arts and how humble he is about it, it, he does seem like one of those people that they've just gone. You know what, mate? You are a blue belt. Just take the fucking belt. Um, it's just yeah. like at this point, you just are. Um, yeah. Or, you know, like the fact that people go, oh, oh it's just stunts or something. He goes, no, no, I have a stuntman that does the stunts. I do action, stuntmen do stunts. That's another thing that I love about it. And this is like, he doesn't, he doesn't care about it. You know, he, he generally comes across as like the nicest, humblest person. Yeah. And like reading the backgrounds and stuff of his life. And he's like, yeah, I, yeah. He's one of my favorite actors, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, Keanu Reeves is, I, I mean, I'm not entirely sure whether I, I call what he does acting, because I'm not a big fan of his acting abilities. But the fact that he's, I think his 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 acting ability was perfect for John Wick, because he's known as being quite just not greatly reacting in emotion, and John Wick was meant to be 
the best assassin of all time. And so it kind of worked. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, he was dedicated. The main thing was he was dedicated and that shows. And so, you know, you can see, and that, like we were saying, that's someone who do- hasn't done martial arts and has been graded up at some point. However, they've spent every single day in the gym for a minimum of eight to 12 hours every single day for a minimum of six months. So when you turn up to one of my classes or one of Tom's classes for two hours a week and you want to be the next fucking superhero, it isn't going to happen. It just isn't going to happen. You can't do that. So you need to to be aware. I think that the main thing you've got to take from self-defense and martial arts is awareness because violence in society is incredibly violent i think if i try and bring it back because i don't know where the fuck we've gone with this conversation i think i may yeah, just, it just goes off on tangents general conversation <laughs> it's because both of us know what we know i was gonna say not what we're talking about but I, I know what i mean you know what i mean um there's stuff we don't need to go over that we need to explain if say jordan was here and that's nothing against jordan but jordan you you know um it's <laughs> but i think um it's I think, to, yeah, to bring it back, I think if we look at violence in, in society, I don't particularly think it's a massive issue in terms of numbers. However, I think people do need to be aware, very aware of what violence in society actually means, because it is not what you think it means. Almost guaranteed what people think is a fight, fight is not a fight. You smacking your mate Dave down the pub because he mouthed off is not a fight. That wasn't a fight. That was you punching someone. There is a big, big difference between you punching your mate on a Saturday night and an actual fight, street fight, and violence in society that happens. They're on two completely different fucking levels. And one of them is incredibly dangerous. You do not want to be that idiot that tries to stand up against it because you're going to get hurt. I, I'll let you kind of finish off anyone, anything you want to say there, Tom. And- no, no, I, I agree with that. To be honest, it's, yeah. I mean, even after Dork had, um, three years ago, I ended up with a load of, friend, load of friends or friends of friends down the pub and we left. And yeah, there was a couple of guys out just clearly just looking for a fight. And I was like, fuck this, I'm not getting involved. Carried on walking and then just dragging the rest of the group with me. I was like, no, don't get involved. Keep walking, keep walking. One fucking idiot went back. And then I just ended up going, fuck it, went up and started dragging him by his hoodie back down the road. Yeah. And then he went off again, managed to somehow, someone distracted me for a few seconds. He went back and then the whole thing kicked off. There was two of the guys and yeah, it, fortunately they clearly had no idea what they were doing. It was blatantly obvious from the fact of what they were doing. So I kind of did get involved in the end. Namely, what gave me the hint was the fact that one of them started taking his belt off. <laughs> Whip him? What the fuck was this? Yeah, this is he took his belt off in a fight and started trying to hit me with it. <laughs> so I just stood there. I was like, no. Part no. of me would just want well, to walking towards him. Okay, I mean, yeah, I just started walking towards him. I was like, no, no, caught the belt. You're right. Now, mm-hmm. what's your plan? <laughs> and he fucking liked it. You just want to kind of go. You look, mate. You're all right. Just want to just take a seat. You, we get you some water. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he literally, I ended up holding half, holding part of his belt in my hand as he was legging it off and just broke off in my hand. And I'm just kind of like, well, okay, now you've got no belt. <laughs> Your belt's fucked. <laughs> so I've seen people take their shoes off during a fight. I've never understood that one. Um, oh, I don't 
<laughs> and yeah, but yeah, so what that happened, another guy was down there just like pushed the guy up against the wall. I literally got to point, got up to him from behind. By the time I got my arm around him and done this, might have been going for a certain move, <laughs> just to calm him down, not going to apply it, but just to pull him off and he'd fallen over because I'd completely surprised him and he'd lost balance immediately. Yeah. Like by the time I got my arm around him, he was like, the fuck's he gone? <laughs> and then suddenly he vanished. And at that point, I was like, right, fuck this. I'm taking you, you know, grabbed the guy who had been pinned up against him all of me and punched and stuff and kind of took him back to mine, got a few fights of his back and stuff in case he wanted to report it. Just yeah. to give him a once over as a first aid, it was like, no, you're fine, that's bruises. <laughs> yeah. That. But yeah, it was just like, that's, 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 that, that whole thing, that whole 20 minute encounter that ended up happening with like, and ended up with the doorman initially uh, not giving a shit, even though it started on their steps. <laughs> you know the rules once it's outside the property, it's no longer our responsibility. The pub in question, their property line finishes at the bottom of the steps. <laughs> I know, I can, I know exactly which pub it is. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we know it's actually funny. Yeah, so um, yeah, they ended up not getting involved, and then people went back inside the pub and then pulled them out, and then they got involved. And I was literally just asking the I ended up being having one of them trying to grab me and pull me away from him because they thought I was hitting one of the people I was with and I was like no look I just calmed down I was like no look I'm checking I'm a first aider I'm checking if he's okay and I said this five times to the guy and then it, he was like oh I've got to do something and I was like I'm a first aider I'm checking him fuck off <laughs> so it's but you know just don't get involved yeah just walk away you just don't know what the, the, f- the whole 20 minutes of chaos and that I mean that was that, that because was one person walked away and it was lucky and drawn out, like I say, because a lot of these that could have ended very differently. Oh no, the the actual you know incident itself took was over in about less than a minute, thirty seconds to a minute. Yeah, it's just because one person went back and walked back and started engaging, even after I and three other people in the group had said, just ignore them, ignore yeah. them, keep walking. I don't care if they call you a person. Keep just walk, fucking walk off. It always gets people when there's oh, were they dead to get me? I don't fucking care. I don't care. Yeah. There it's we go. Ah, well, but there you go, guys. Basically, um, violence isn't that prevalent. However, it's a bitch. Don't, do not go back and don't assume just because someone's calling you a pussy and you've got to defend your honour, don't be a fucking idiot. Just keep walking. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Them thinking you're a coward does not affect your life. It's affecting them way more than it is you. Anyway, um, we will see you next time, guys. Uh, hopefully, if we can get ourselves together and get it sorted and Tom can get his PC working properly, we will be um, hopefully coming back to do the um, film review on the um, sequel to Debt Collector, uh, which is uh, what we did. A, well, I, I and Lauren and Ben from the committee did a, a month or so ago now. Um, me and Tom are going to review the new one, the Debt Collectors, which is the sequel, which has Scott Adkins, as we mentioned earlier in it. So uh, we're going to do a review on that. Hopefully that's going to be next week. Um, if not, I'm not too sure what we're doing on that one. But um, hope you enjoy the new kind of look and feel of not just the channel, but of these um, podcasts as well. Uh, obviously, we're still sticking in separate rooms and we're not doing them face to face at the moment because of COVID and everything else. Um, don't know when that's going to happen. So for the time being, we're still in our little boxes outlined for us um but until next time guys um have a good rest of the week and thanks so much see ya